Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared at Timothy Lutheran Church on Wednesday, February 14th. No, it's not Valentine's Day. It's Ash Wednesday, the day that begins our journey through the Lent season. Hello, friends. Howard Rutledge was an American fighter pilot. He was captured by the North Vietnamese when he was shot down in 1965. The North Vietnamese threw him into a prison in Hanoi, North Vietnam. The prison was called the Heartbreak Hotel. Howard Rutledge writes, When the door slammed shut, a feeling of utter loneliness swept over me, he writes. It's hard to describe what solitary confinement can do to a person and defeat them. There are no books, no magazines, no newspapers. The only colors you see are drab gray and dirt brown. You're locked in your filthy cell, trying to keep your sanity. We all know what it feels like to be locked up in the Heartbreak Hotel. The problem is for us, though, is that at first we don't look at it as the Heartbreak Hotel. We look at it like it's a promised land. It even was a promised land, at least for a little while. The moral indiscretion, no big deal, right? The financial dishonesty, no big deal. The small little white lie, that's not a big deal either. Sooner or later, though, no big deal becomes a really big deal. What we thought was the promised land became the death of a job, the death of a marriage, the death of our hope, the death of our joy. Slayton slams the door shut and says, Welcome to Heartbreak Hotel. You can check out anytime you like, right? But you can never leave. You see, the difference between a person in jail and a person held captive is the person that's in jail sees the bars that holds them in. They know why they are held captive. Today we're going to begin a sermon series through our Lent season based on the book of Exodus and Moses. The series is going to be called Let My People Go. God sees His people Israel 
in the Egyptian Heartbreak Hotel and tells Pharaoh seven times, let my people go. Well, how did the Israelites get themselves into this situation? How did they get themselves into this captivity? It all started with a famine back in 1847 B.C. Jacob and his family, there were 70 of them in all, traveled from Canaan to Egypt. That's covered in Exodus chapter 1, verses 1-7. through Now we fast forward 300 years, and we see this. We come to Exodus 1.8. Then a new king who did not know Joseph, that's Jacob's son, came to power in Egypt. This king, or Pharaoh, saw the Israelites were becoming too numerous and too powerful. So what did Pharaoh do? He created his own version of Heartbreak Hotel. The first stage. State slavery. Exodus 1.11 says, So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor. And they built Pitten and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. Every Israelite slave was required to produce 3,000 bricks per day. 3,000 bricks per day. You think you got a tough job, right? Try this. you got to go to the canal and get some water. And you pour it into a mud pit. You step up and down in the mud. You add some straw to the mud. You let the sun dry it out. And presto, you've got a brick. Now do that 3,000 times. Every day. With no time off. Ever. Stage 2. Private infant side. Exodus 1, 15 and 16 describes it this way. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shipra and Puah, when you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it's a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, let her live. God sees two women, Shipra and Puah, who obey God and disobey Pharaoh's command. And so God puts their names in the Bible. But this Pharaoh, the most powerful man on earth in this day, we don't know his name. His name is not in the Bible. Why is that? Because God does big things with small stuff. Stage 3, open genocide. Exodus 1.22 describes Pharaoh's decree. Every, born, every boy that is born you must throw into the Nile, but, I let, but let every girl live. It's against the backdrop, uh, backdrop of Pharaoh's heartbreak hotel that Moses is born. Exodus 2, 1 and 2 we read. Every boy that is born. Hmm. Where'd it go? There it is. Now a man named Amran in the house of Levi married a Levite woman, Jochebed, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. That son is Moses. Moses is the couple's third child. He has an older sister whose name is Miriam and an older brother whose name is Aaron. We go on. When she, Jochebed, saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got, papyri got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. The word translated basket is the same word that is translated ark, as in Noah's ark that we know about in Genesis. The ark in Exodus, just like Noah's in Genesis, is coated with tar and pitch. But you say Noah's ark was so much bigger in Genesis. 
Why is that? Because in the book of Exodus, God does big things with small stuff. The baby boy is placed in the Nile River, and Miriam, his sister, runs, runs along the river's edge. She watches Pharaoh's daughter as she's bathing with her servants in the Nile River. We read today, she, Pharaoh's daughter's servant, opened it up and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. Moses is crying. This changes everything. In the book of Exodus, a, baby cry, a baby's cry changes everything. Of course it does. God does big things with small stuff. When the child grew older, she, Jochebed, took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I brought him out of the water. Moses. Moses is an Egyptian word that means bring out of the water. Finally, someone who will bring Israel out of Pharaoh's heartbreak hotel. And Moses will do it through what? Water, right? Moses will part the Red Sea. He'll part the Red Sea so they can escape. And how does he do it? With a wooden staff, right? He places his staff in the water. God does big things with small stuff. You see, God sees us in our prison. Our self-made heartbreak hotel, if you will. God sees us trying to get out. He sees us putting on our superman or our superwoman capes, doesn't He? Because we think what? We think we're superheroes and we can save ourselves, right? Well, I've got some bad news for you. You're not superheroes. And neither am I. We can't fight our way out of prison. We can't think our way out. We can't buy our way out. We can't educate our way out. We can't vacation our way out. We can't even blast our way out. We are, by our own, we are all stuck in our sin. But I've got some really, really good news for you. God does big things with small stuff. Jesus brings us out of our prison of sin and death. And just like the book of Exodus, Jesus does it with small stuff. The tokens of Christ's passion, the chalice, the torch, lantern, sword, whip, the whipping post, clothing, 30 pieces of silver, dice, spear, the hand which struck Christ, torch, pitcher of gall and vinegar. Jesus doesn't recoil or run or retreat at the sight of our ugly prison. Jesus comes to us right where we are to do what? Really big things, doesn't He? He set us free with really small things that we see. Howard Rutledge had one more thing to say about the Heartbreak Hotel. He wrote, I prayed for strength to make it through the ongoing nights. Then one day, a glimmer of light dawned at the bottom of my prison door. I knew that God would set me free, and He did. Life can get dark. Sometimes it gets really dark. What we thought was the promised land is really heartbreak hotel. But there's a glimmer of light dawning. We can see it. 
We know that light. It's the Easter light. The Easter light. It's Easter's deliverance. And it's here for us right now. How can we be sure? Because God still does really big things, doesn't He? He still does really big things. He sets us free with really small stuff. In the name of Jesus, that's God's gift for you. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless.